अथत्रशतम सर्ग श्रुवा करुणाचम पितुर्मरणसंता राघवो भरते नोक्ता बभूवगत चेतन तम तो वज्रमोत्सृष्टमेदानिण वाग्वज्रम भरते नोक्तमनोज्ञम परतप प्रगृह्य रामो बाहू वै पुष्तांग इव द्रुम वने परशुना भुवि पपाता तथा पति जगत्याम जगती पति कूलघातपरिश्रा प्रसुप्तमिव कुंजर भ्रातरस्ते महेशोकर्षित सह वैदेह्या शिशुसलिन वै सतु संज्ञाब्यामश्रुमुत्सृजन उपाक्रमद काकुत्कृपण बहुभाषि सराम स्वर्गत श्रुवा पितर पृथ्वीपति उवाच भरत वाक्यम धर्मात्मा धर्म संहित किंकोध्यांगति गते कस्तावराध्यालयति किं नु तया कार्य दुर्जाते न महात्म यो मृत मम शोक अहो भरत सिद्धार्थो सिद्धाथ शत्रुघ्न चर्वेश प्रेतकृत्यु सत्कृत निष्प्रधानेकाग्रांद्रेण विनाता निवृत्तवनवासोध्यांगे सामनवासंवामोध्यात को नुशाशिष्यतिनस्ताते लोका गुरा प्रेक्ष्य सुवृत्त मिताव्यान वाक्यानिताश्रोष्यामुखान्यहमुक्थ भरत भार्यामेतराघव उवाच शोक सतूर्णचंद्रिभानना सीते मृतस्ते शशुर पितृहनोसी लक्ष्मण भरत दुखमाचे स्वर्गति पृथ्वीपते तथो बहुगुण तेषाबाष्पेत्रेजाता तथा ब्रुवति काकुत्स्थे कुमराण यशस्वीना ततस्ते भ्रातर सर्वे भ्रषमाश्वास्य दुखित अब्रुवं जगते भर्त क्रियता मुदक सीता स्वर्गत श्रुवा श्वशुर तम महानृपम नेत्रभ्यामश्रुपूर्णाभ्याशाके प्रिय सांवयिवादती जनकात्मज उवाच लक्ष्मण त्र दुखि दुखि वच आनयेंगुदिपिण्याक चीरमाहरचोत्तर जलक्रियामी महात्म सीताजतमेनामिव्रज अहम पश्चाद्गमी गतिर्षा सुदारुणा तथो निगस्तेषा विदिता महामति मृदुर्दातमेंदृभक्तिमस्तर्पसुत साधमाश्वास्य राघव 
ಅವತಾರಯದಾಲಂಬ್ಯ ನದೀಂ ಮಂದಾಕಿನೀಂ ಶಿವ ತೇಸುತೀರ್ಥಾಂ ತತಃಕೃಚ್ಛ್ರಾದುಪಗಮ್ಯ ಯಶಸ್ವಿನ ನದೀಂ ಮಂದಾಕಿನೀಂ ರಮ್ಯಾಂ ಸದಾ ಪುಷ್ಪಿತಕಾನಾ ಶೀಘ್ರಸ್ರೋತ ಸಮಾಸಾದ್ಯತೀರ್ಥಂ ಶಿವಮಕರ್ದಮಂ ಶಿಶುಚುಸ್ತೂಲಕಂ ರಾಜ್ಞೇ ತತ ಏತದ್ಭವತ್ವಿತಿ ಪ್ರಗೃಹ್ಯತ ಮಹೀಪಾಲೋ ಜಲಾಪೂರಿತಮಂಜಲಿಂ ದಿಶಂ ಯಾಮ್ಯಾಮಭಿಮುಖೋ ರುದನ್ ವಚನಮಬ್ರವೀತ್ ಏತತ್ತೇ ರಾಜಶಾರ್ದೂಲವಿಮಲಂತೋಯಮಕ್ಷಯಂ ಪಿತೃಲೋಕಗತಸ್ಯಾದ್ಯಮದತ್ತಮುಪತಿಷ್ಠತು ತೋ ಮಂದಾಕಿನೀತೀರಂ ಪ್ರತ್ಯುತ್ತೀರ್ಯಸರಾಘವ ಪಿತುಶ್ಚಕಾರ ತೇಜಸ್ವೀ ನಿರ್ಪಾಪಂ ಭ್ರಾತೃಭಿ ಸಹ ಐಂಗುಲಂಬದರೈರ್ಮಿಶ್ರಂ ಪಿಣ್ಯಾಕಂ ದರ್ಭ ಸಂಸ್ತರೇ ನ್ಯಸ್ಯ ರಾಮಸ್ವು ದುಃಖಾರ್ಥೋ ರುದನ್ ವಚನಮಬ್ರವೀತ್ ಇದಂ ಭುಂಕ್ಷ್ವಮಹಾರಾಜ ಪ್ರೀತೋ ಯದಶನಾವಯಂ ಯದನ್ನುರುಷೋತಿ ತದನ್ನಾಸ್ತೇವತ ತತಸ್ತೇನೈವ ಮಾರ್ಗೇಣ ಪ್ರತ್ಯುತ್ತೀರ್ಯ ಸರಿತ್ತಟಾತ್ ಆರುರೋಹನರವ್ಯಾಘ್ರೋ ರಮ್ಯಸಾನು ಮಹೀಧರಂ ತತಃ ಪರ್ಣಕುಟೀದ್ವಾರಮಾಸಾದ್ಯ ಜಗತೀಪತಿ ಪರಿಜಗ್ರಾಹ ಪಾಣಿಭ್ಯಾಮುಭೋ ಭರತಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೌ ತುರುದತಾಶಬ್ದಾತ್ಪ್ರತಿಶಬ್ದೋಭವದ್ಗಿರೌ ಭ್ರಾತೃಣ ಸಹ ವೈದೇಹ್ಯಾಂಹಾನಾರ್ದತಾ ಮಹಾಬಲಾಮೃತತಾಕಂ ಪಿತು ವಿಜ್ಞಾತು ಮುಲಂ ಶಬ್ದಂ ತ್ರಸ್ತರತ ಸೈನಿಕಾಬ್ರುವಂಶಾಪಿ ರಾಮೇಣ ಭರತ ಸಂಗತೋಧ್ರುವೇವ ಮಹಾಂಶಬ್ದೋಚತಾ ಪಿತರಂ ಮೃತ ಅಥವಾಹಾನ್ ಪರಿತ್ಯಜ್ಯ ಸರ್ವೇಮುಖಾಸ್ವನಂ ಅಪ್ಯೇಕಮನಸೋ ಜಗ್ಮುರ್ಯಥಾಸ್ಥಾನ ಪ್ರಧಾವಿತೈರಣ್ಯೇ ಗಜೈರಣ್ಯೇ ರಥೈರಣ್ಯೇ ಸ್ವಲಂಕೃತೈ ಸುಕುಮಾರಸ್ತಥೈವಾನ್ಯೇ ಪದ್ಮಿರೇವನರಾಯು ಅಚಿರಪ್ರೋಷಿತ ರಾಮಂ ಚಿರವಿಪ್ರೋಷಿತ ದ್ರಷ್ಟು ಕಾಮೋಜನಸ್ಸರ್ವೋ ಜಗಾಮಸಹಸಾಶ್ರಮಂ ಭ್ರಾತೃಣಾಂತ್ವರಿತಾಸ್ತೇತು ದ್ರಷ್ಟು ಕಾಮಸಮಾಗಮಂ ಯೈರ್ಬಹುವಿಧೈರ್ಯಾಣೈಖುರನೇಮಿ ಸಮಾಕುಲೈ ಸಾಭೋಮಿರ್ಬಹುಭಿರ್ಯಾಣೈರಥನೇಮಿ ಸಮಾಹತ ಮುಮೋಚತು ಮುಲಂ ಶಬ್ದಂ ಗೌರಿವಾಭ್ರಸಮಾಗಮೇ ತೇನ ವಿತ್ರಾಸಿತಾನಾಗಾಹ್ಕರೇಣುಪರಿವಾರಿತ ಆವಾಸಯಂತೋ ಗಂಧೇನ ಜಗ್ಮುರನ್ಯದ್ವನಂತ ವರಾಹವೃಕಸಿಂಹಾಶ್ಚ ಮಹಿಷಾಸ್ರಮರಾಸ್ತಥ ವ್ಯಾಘ್ರಗೋಕರ್ಣಗವಯಾವಿತ್ರೇ ಸ್ವಪೃಷತೈ ಸಹ ರಥಾಹ್ವಹಂಸಾನತ್ಯೂಹಾಹ್ಲವಾಹ್ಕಾರಂಡವಾಹ್ಪರೇ ತಥಾಪುಂಸ್ಕೋಕಿಲಾಹ್ಕ್ರೌಂಚಾಭಿಸಂಜ್ಞಾಭೇಜಿರೇದಿಶ ತೇನ ಶಬ್ದೇನ ವಿತ್ರಸ್ತೈರಾಕಾಶಂ ಪಕ್ಷಿಭಿರ್ವೃತ ಮನುಷ್ಯೈರಾವೃತ ಭೂಮಿರುಭಯ ಪ್ರಬೌ ತತಸ್ಥಂ ಪುರುಷ ವ್ಯಾಘ್ರಂ ಯಶಸ್ವಿನಮಕಲ್ಮಶಂ ಆಸೀನಂ ಸ್ಖಂಡಿಲೇ ರಾಮಂ ದದರ್ಶ ಸಹಸಾ ಜನ ವಿಗರ್ಹಮಾಣ ಕೈಕೇಯೀ ಮಂಥರಾಸಿತಾಮಿ ಅಭಿಗಮ್ಯ ಜನೋ ರಾಮಂ ಬಾಷ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುಖೋಭವತ್ ತಾನ್ನರಾನ್ ಬಾಷ್ಪೂರ್ಣಾಕ್ಷಾನ್ ಸಮೀಕ್ಷ್ಯಾಥ ಸುದುಖಿತಾನ್ ಪರ್ಯಶ್ವಜತ ಧರ್ಮಜ್ಞ ಪಿತೃವನ್ ಮಾತೃವಚ್ಚ ಸಹ 
ಸತತ್ರಕಾಂಶ್ಚತ್ಪರಿಷಸ್ವಜೇನಾಶ್ಚೇಚಿತ್ತುತಮಭ್ಯವಾದಯನ್ನಚಕಾರಸರ್ವ
about my duty when I am back in Ayodhya, having completed the term of my exile in the forest? From whom shall I hear those words pleasing to the ear, which Father addressed to me in the past, speaking kindly to me on seeing me of good conduct? Having spoken to Bharata as aforesaid and turning to his consort, whose countenance resembled the full moon, as well as to Lakshmana, Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, who was tormented with grief, said to her, Your father-in-law is no more Sita, your fatherless, O Lakshmana. Bharata sorrowfully relates the emperor's ascent to heaven. When Sri Rama, a scion of Kakutstha, spoke as above, copious tears welled up in consequence in the eyes of those illustrious princes. Having consoled their afflicted brother to the best of their ability, all the aforesaid brothers then said to him, Let water be offered to the spirit of our imperial father. Hearing of the celebrated emperor, her father-in-law, having ascended to heaven, the renowned Sita, with her eyes full of tears, was not able to look at her beloved lord. Consoling the aforesaid Sita, daughter of Janaka, who was weeping, the afflicted Sri Rama, for his part, spoke as follows to the distressed Lakshmana on that very spot. Bring the crushed pulp of Ingudi, a piece of bark, for being wrapped about my loins, and another for being used as an upper garment. I shall proceed to the river bank to perform the rite of offering water to the spirit of our high-souled father. Let Sita walk ahead and follow you at her heels. I shall follow in the rear, for such is the most painful procedure employed on occasions of mourning. Consoling Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu, along with those other princes, and holding the former by the hand, Sumantra, their hereditary servant, who had realized the self, was possessed of great intelligence, gentle, self-controlled and glorious, and was full of unswerving devotion to Sri Rama, helped him descend to the blessed river Mandakini. Having reached with difficulty because of their inability to walk, overwhelmed as they were with grief caused by their father's demise, the lovely and swift-flowing river Mandakini, which was provided with easy descents for bathing purposes and was hemmed in with woodlands ever full of blossom and betaking themselves to a blessed descent free from mud, Sri Rama and others, for their part, offered water to the departed king, saying, Dear Father, let this water reach you. Holding together in the form of a hollow, his palms full of water, and standing with his face turned towards the southern quarter, presided over by Yama, the god of death, Sri Rama, the ruler of the earth, for his part spoke weeping as follows. Let this limpid water offered by me today serve you, who have left for the world of mains inexhaustibly, O tiger among kings. Reascending to the bank of the Mandakini, the celebrated and glorious Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, then offered balls of food to his father, along with his other three brothers. Serving the crushed pulp of Ingudi fruit, mixed with the pulp of plums on a mat of kusha grass, Sri Rama, who was sore stricken with agony, spoke weeping as follows. Delightfully partake of this, which is our only food, O great monarch. 
deities partake of the same food which a man worshipping them eats. Moving up from the river bank once more by the same route along which he had descended, Sri Rama, a tiger among men, then ascended the mountain Chitrakuta, which was crowned with a lovely summit. Reaching the entrance of the hut of leafy twigs in which he dwelled, Sri Rama, the emperor, now clasped both Bharata and Lakshmana by his hands and wept loudly. From the cry of those brothers with Sita, a princess of the Videha kingdom, which resembled the noise of roaring lions, rose an echo in the mountain. The troops of Bharata got alarmed to hear the confused noise of the four exceptionally mighty brothers who, they thought, were crying while offering water to the spirit of their deceased father and said to one another, Surely Prince Bharata has met Sri Rama. This is undoubtedly the loud cry of those four brothers mourning for their deceased father. Leaving their conveyances, all troops without exception ran fast with an undivided mind to the place from which the sound was coming, with their face turned towards that sound. Some people, other than the troops, who were tender of body, rode on horses, others on elephants, and still others in chariots tastefully decorated, while still others went on foot alone. Eager to see Sri Rama, as though he had been away from his home Ayodhya for a long time, although he had left his home not long before, all men rushed headlong to the hermitage of Sri Rama. Keen to behold the meeting of the four brothers, they, for their part, hastily rode on hoofed animals and wheeled vehicles of various kinds. Run over by many animals and vehicles and consequently struck against by hoofs and fellows, that land of Chitrakuta produced a tumultuous noise as heavens do during the gathering of clouds. Terrified by that noise, wild elephants accompanied by female elephants migrated to another forest from that place perfuming the quarters with the scent of their ica. Boars, wolves and lions, buffaloes, smiras and gokarnas, two distinctive species of deer, as well as tigers and gavayas, along with spotted deer, felt stricken with terror. Chakravakas, swans and waterfowl, plavas, a kind of heron, Karandavas, a sort of duck and other aquatic birds, male cuckoos and cranes flew utterly confused in various directions. The sky was screened with birds terrified by that sound while the land was covered with men and both looked most charming on that occasion. All of a sudden, people now beheld the illustrious and sinless Sri Rama, that tiger among men, sitting on the altar. Approaching Sri Rama, the people who had been reproaching Kaikeyi, including Mantharatu, found their own face bathed in tears. Perceiving those men so distressed with their eyes full of tears, Sri Rama, who knew what is right, presently embraced them like their father and mother. He embraced some men who deserved it, while others on that spot hailed him. Approaching them on that occasion, the princess received them all, including his friends and relations, according to the rank of each. 
making the earth and the heavens as well as the mountain caves and the quarters incessantly resound. The aforesaid cry of those wailing high-souled men was continuously heard far and wide like the sound of a clay tom-tom. Thus ends Canto 103 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.